This is Dr. Jonathan Shaw. I want to thank you for tuning in to Crown Ministries Podcast today. We hope that this message transforms you and encourages you to pursue God's presence in a greater way. Enjoy the message. Jeremiah the prophet, chapter 18. We'll begin our lesson at verse number 1. Jeremiah 18 and 1. Hallelujah. We're in the sanctuary there in the sanctuary they're standing to reverence the reading of God's holy word. And those of you at home, stand up where you are. Amen. We actually want to get two verses of scripture. We want to get Jeremiah chapter 18, verse 1. And we also want you to get Isaiah 64 and 8. Isaiah 64 and 8. Praise the name of God. Jeremiah 18 and 1 reads thusly, the word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord, arise, go down to the potter's house, and there I will let you hear my words. So I went down to the potter's house, and there he was working at his wheels, and the vessel he was making of clay was spoiled in the potter's hand. And he reworked it into another vessel as it seemed good to the potter to do. Then the word of the Lord came to me, O house of Israel, can I not do with you as this potter has done, declares the Lord. Behold, like the clay in the potter's hand, so are you in my hand. O house of Israel. Uh, Let me get and read verse 6. All crown ministries can I do with you, crown church of Charlotte, as the potter has done, declares the Lord. Behold, like the clay in the potter's hand, so are you in my hand, O crown network. Hallelujah. Turn now with me to Isaiah chapter 64. Isaiah chapter 64. And we want to look at verse number 8. Isaiah chapter 64. And we want to look at verse number 8. When you have it, say amen. But now, O Lord, thou art our father. We are the clay. And thou our potter. And we all are the work of thy hand. And we all are the work of thy hand. Everybody say that with me together. And we all are the work of thy hand. Say it one more time. And we all are the work of thy hand. I want to talk to you this morning from a subject entitled a masterpiece. A masterpiece. I want somebody to lay hands on yourself and say, I am a masterpiece. Can you see it? Can y'all see it being designed? Can y'all see it coming forth? Everybody say it real loud. Say, I am a masterpiece. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this word. We declare it to be done even now into the lives and the ears of your people We pray, God, that you would mold us and make us, shape us and form us so that we can be as you desire us to be. You are the master and we are the peace. 
So make us a masterpiece. In your eyes we pray. In Jesus' name, let everybody say amen. Amen. Have your seats and somebody say a masterpiece. I see a masterpiece. We are the work of thy hands. A masterpiece. Brothers and sisters, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know how many of you are uh, into the arts. Whereas you uh, desire uh, really to uh, hang different pieces in your home to send a message or to have a theme within your house, maybe your office, maybe uh, wherever it is that you often visit. But a masterpiece is something that uh, it is constructed or created that uh, society and community has received to be an exclusive piece. Somebody say exclusive. It is an exclusive piece not only because of the design and what has come about, but it is exclusive because the one that created it is so extraordinary that it don't just create things and stuff. It is a masterpiece. Somebody say a masterpiece. Some famous pieces out there is like the Starry Night. I don't know if you ever seen it by Van Gogh. Mm -hmm. uh, another piece out there uh, of the Last Supper. Y'all seen that by Leonardo da Vinci or the Creation by uh, Michelangelo. Everybody knows about the Mona Lisa. Mm -hmm. by Leonardo da Vinci or the American Gothic by Grant Wood and so many other pieces out there today we're getting a masterpiece by Kahim Archer are we, are we seeing a masterpiece being designed in our very presence uh, we gonna call this piece the disciple okay can y'all are y'all with me today I, I said we see a masterpiece here today and we gonna call the masterpiece the disciple. Somebody shout the disciple. And, and, and we understand and know that the masterpiece that is designed, it is designed and orchestrated in a way that it stands out from the rest. Brothers and sisters, ladies and gentlemen, guess what? There are times when people don't have an artistic eye that they would see a masterpiece and not properly value it. Because they don't have the eye. There, there, there's some abstract art that you would see at times that you would look at it and says, that just looks like a piece of junk. That, that looks like a child just uh, took some crayons and some paint and put it on the portrait. But, but those who have an appreciative eye for real art can see real value in what somebody else don't see value. I want to talk today because some of you are God's masterpiece even though at present you don't look valuable to others. But that's because they don't have the artistic eye to see you for your real value. Can I talk like I'm talking the way I'm talking? huh? In other words, one man trash is another man's treasure. <laughs> Can you help me encourage your neighbor and tell him you're a masterpiece? Matter of fact, prophesy to your neighbor, tell him you are a designer's original. 
There's nobody designed like you. No one looks like you. Nobody is formed and shaped like you. You are a designer's original. There is an authentic creative ability within you. There, there's a shape, a size, an aura, a presence, and an energy that is undeniable. When you walk in the room, demons get nervous and scared and afraid because you have such a presence that you announce him because greater is he that is within me than he that is in the world somebody holler I am a designer's original <laughs> I'm a masterpiece in mobile form when you wake up in the morning put your fleet on the floor and say here comes the master's piece <laughs> I am not only a masterpiece but I am the master's piece Oh God, I said, I'm not just a masterpiece, Pastor Moore, but I am the master's piece. I am his vessel unto honor. I am his creation. For if a man be in Christ Jesus, he is a new creation. Old things are passed away, and behold, all things are made new. And, and, and I gotta be honest with you, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters. When when Brother Hakeem Kahim, when Brother Kahim started today uh, designing and we started painting, I was unsure of what was going to become of this masterpiece. It wasn't until the middle of Pastor Sabrina's set of worship that I started seeing the form of what he was. Before he started painting, he started sketching. I, I, can, I, can, I, can I talk for a little minute? Huh? Because there had to be a form and a sketch before he added color to it. Uh, there had to be an outline before he had and brothers and sisters what I'm trying to help you is sometimes we confuse our lives because we are in the sketch mode because there hasn't been added any color yet because he hadn't used brush strokes yet but I need you to holler at somebody like you the preacher today and say please be patient with me God is not through with me yet but when God gets through with me I shall come forth as pure gold somebody shout a masterpiece a masterpiece is being formed it's being shaped it's being colored in. He's coloring in. Uh, when when Kahim was painting, and as he's still constructing and painting, I thought, I said, wow, it looks like he's painting outside the lines. It looks like he's not staying in a certain frame. But 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 he is the artist. And the artist cannot base his creative piece upon the opinion of people that don't have control of the canvas. I wish I could talk the way I'm talking. You got to be careful that you don't bend and bow to people who simply have an opinion when your life is the canvas of God's structure and the canvas of what God has formulated. He looks like he's painting out the line. But how many of you know sometimes in your life, God's got to paint out the line and make you uncomfortable and get you out the box so that he could use you in new dimensions that you never thought you could be used before I dare somebody lift up your hands and say God paint outside the box paint outside the lines go outside of normal 
and do something you've never done before. He is creating something. And ironically enough, God is the master artist. Have you ever waken up in the morning and looked at the sky? Have you ever viewed mountains? Have you ever seen at night the stars in their structure? Have you ever seen the ambiance of sky? Have you ever seen the sky change colors? Oh, y'all, it's not just blue. It can be orange and it can be purple and it can be, come on, it can be all kinds because he is the chief master and he paints as he pleases. Ooh, if he can do that with the sky. I said, if he can do that with trees and mountains, if he can do that with the world, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world, and they that dwell therein, the cattle on a thousand hills belong to him, and the hills is his too. If he can do that with the earth, what then will he do? I wish I could preach like I'm preaching. I said, what then will he do with me? And because God is the master artist, he is not only an artist, but he is also a potter. So he doesn't just paint. He also constructs. Jesus the carpenter was the builder. But God is a potter, which means he structures and forms clay <laughs> and he wanted Israel to understand that they are not the designers of their own lives but they are simply the canvas by which he paints and the clay by which he forms so he needed to give them a word because he needed them to fully understand that he was designing them according to his own will. He spoke to Jeremiah the prophet who was considered a weeping prophet. And he told him, he said, I want you to go down to the potter's house. Wait, 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 I'm a prophet. Shouldn't I go to the sanctuary? Shouldn't I go to, to, to the temple and pray? I'm a prophet. Shouldn't I go, oh uh, God, to, to the hour of prayer? Shouldn't I log on to Dr. Shaw's 10, uh, 10 p.m. prayer room? Shouldn't, shouldn't I go there? Because I'm a prophet. But he said, no, for, to hear the word of the Lord this time, you need to go down to the potter's house. And I'm here to tell somebody that God will use you to go to strange places to hear his word. I want you to understand that in 2021, he's going to use unconventional things to speak to you. He'll tell you to look at things 
that's not in the Bible, that's not in the church, but he'll use very natural and very common things to talk. He'll say, look at that chair, look at that chair, just watch that chair. That's why God, why am I, have y'all ever just drifted off in your head somewhere? And God was just, just look at that chair, just look at, look at that tree, look at that tree. You see that tree? That tree ain't moving, is it? It's deeply rooted, it's planted. Look at the winds blowing. Look at the winds blowing, but that tree still standing there. Do you know how many seasons in that tree's life where leaves have left them but that tree had the capacity to just grow new ones you see that tree look at that tree that tree never uprooted itself because leaves left because sometimes in your life people will leave and left but you gotta be like a tree planted by the rivers of living water and do not be moved he will use unconventional things to speak to you Jeremiah I know you're a prophet but today class will be held at the potter's house church service is going to be held at the potter's house I want you to go down there and I want you to examine what you see. By the time Jeremiah got to the potter's house, he opened up his eyes and looked through the window of the potter and he saw that the potter was working with a piece of clay on his wheel. He was working with a piece of clay and he took it and he put it on his wheel. And you got to understand how this happened here in this time. Uh, there was a wheel on the bottom that he would push with his foot. And he, that wheel on the bottom would make the wheel on the top turn. So what he was pushing with his foot was making something turn on top. God ain't got time for that. I said what he was marking with his foot was making something else turn on top. And as the wheel turned, he would press the clay and he would form it and he would mold it and he would shape it as the wheel began to turn. As the wheel began to turn, he pressed on it. He would shape it. He would mash it. He, uh, he would move it. He would impress on it some more. And he would stretch it out. And he would shape this thing in such a way that every nook and cranny was affected by his hand. Have you ever felt like you was on a wheel turning and turning and turning and turning? I know it's Sunday morning worship, but I need Luther Evangelist to help me. You got me going in circles. Have you ever felt like God had you going in circles and spinning you and spinning you and spinning you and you're so dizzy you can't tell whether you're coming or whether you're going, but all you know is that you're on the potter's wheel. Look at somebody say crazy things are happening. But I'm secure I'm on the potter's wheel. In other words, never turn if you're unsure that you're on the potter's wheel. Because if you turn on the potter's wheel, you're safe. But if you're turning and you're not on the potter's wheel, you're going to get turned out. Okay, all right. Some of you have been turned out because with all your turning, you're not on the potter's wheel. 
If I'm going to turn, I got to turn on his wheel. If I'm going to turn, I got to turn while his hands is on me. If I'm going to turn, I need to let him mash on me. I need to learn to let him push on me because he's creating something out of me. He's molding something. He's constructing something. It's the potter. Somebody say it's the potter. It's the potter. It's the potter. He's in, he's in control. And so I want to pull out, and I'm almost through, uh, seven, seven principles. Seven principles about what Jeremiah sees. Because while he sees Sister Deidre, the potter messing with the clay, the potter noticed that the clay had a mark in it. It was marred. The potter noticed that the clay was messed up. So then he took it and he reformed it. He reshaped it. He was molding it and pressing on it and pressing. Then he noticed, he noticed something's wrong with it. There's a crack, there's a mark in it. So he took it and mashed it back up into a ball and put it back on the wheel and shaped it all over again. <laughs> Jeremiah is going to school. The prophet is in class and the voice of the Lord began to speak to him and told Jeremiah, said, Jeremiah, I want you to tell Israel uh, that they are in my hands like clay and I'm the potter and can I not do whatever I want to and desire to do with it just like the potter did the clay. Will you let me do that to you? Will you let me make you? Will you let me mold you? I want y'all for, for a moment, right? even online, close your eyes and imagine a potter. Imagine a potter on a wheel, working clay, working that clay. And I want you to imagine yourself as that clay, thrown around, tossed around, being pushed on, pressed on, shaped, formed, mashed, punched, and after all of that, you're still marred. You're still scarred. You still got a crack in you. <laughs> My God, uh, he, he's molding you. He's shaping you. And you still got a crack in you. But he doesn't throw you away. He reforms you. Reshapes you. So that he can make you what he wants you to be open up your eyes and say he's the potter seven principles i want to give you and principle number one is you got to look at the potter there's seven things that I, jeremiah the prophet sees here and the first thing he see is the potter and i want to ask y'all a question today who's the potter who's shaping you who's making you who's forming you in this season brother Tarek we're going to have to be able to trust the creative ability of God we're going to have to trust that he know what he's doing that he know what he's making that he is come on the chief supreme intelligence on all matters we're going to have to be able to trust the potter there has been so many years
matters of your life that you have trusted the opinions of other people but the Bible says that we shall remember the name of the Lord some trust in horses others trust in chariots but we shall remember the name of the Lord because if he's the potter he's making us he's molding us he's shaping us look at your neighbor and ask them who's your potter who's your potter who are you let influencing you who are you allowing to manipulate you who are you allowing to bend how many people do you bend to how many people do you bow to who's influencing your decision somebody shout God is the potter unfortunately we have allowed too many other potters on the wheel and they have influenced how we are shaped and how we are formed. Uh oh, oh come on. When y'all was growing up, have you ever heard your family say, you act just like your grandmama. You act just like your daddy. You act just like your auntie. Come on. You, you act just like your great grandmama. You just as mean as she is. You just, you look like your daddy. Your nose just as big as his is. Come on. They, and they would describe you. And what they're doing in your psyche is they're forming and they're shaping. When they call you ugly, they're forming and shaping. When they call you fat, they're forming and shaping. Come on. When they call you dark skin, come on, don't y'all look at me like that. You've been called some names. You've been called out of your character. And the reason why you're crying is not because it's true. It's because it disagrees with what the potter says about you. And the reason why it doesn't feel comfortable. And the reason why you came out the womb, but you don't always like them. You came from their loins, but you don't always love them. It's because they're often announcing things in your life that doesn't agree with the master potter. Because they're often saying, things that is a contradiction to what the potter says about look at your neighbor and say hey neighbor if you don't treat me like the potter then you're unnecessary in my life if you don't see the value uh, on my life the way the potter does then you are unnecessary don't call me like my mama my daddy call me like him uh, because see what they're announcing over you is they're announcing generational curse but I need somebody to take authority and say I cancel every generational curse of my family of my life divorce runs through my family but I cancel it cancer runs through my family I cancel it diabetes runs through my family I cancel it hypertension runs through my family I cancel it I'll be the first millionaire I'll be the first business owner I'll be the first liberated one my children shall be success stories because I am the potter in the potter's hand somebody shout the potter he's in control of this he's in control of this he's in control even when his pressing hurts trust the potter okay so you can't you can't talk about the potter and not talking about what he's using. Principle number two, the putty. We got the potter, but then we have the putty, which is the clay. We are the putty. Are you putty in his hands? Are you formable, pliable, flexible, or are you stiff-necked? Are you disobedient and rebellious? Or are you, come on here, or do you reject it and do you oppose it? But are you like putty? 
Lord, make me like putty in your hands. Here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing that, that, that's very key that we must understand. And I want, I want seven folks online and 25 people that's in the room to catch this. The putty doesn't have an opinion about what it's going to be formed into. The canvas doesn't say, paint me like this. It's subject to the artist. The putty is subject to the potter. It doesn't have an opinion or a will. It doesn't suggest make me like this. It is the potter that adds to it and subtract from it. And the putty simply obeys what the potter is doing. The challenge with so many of us is we've got too much opinion and our will has battled against the will of the potter. And we're trying to suggest to God what he should make us to be. But we don't understand. He's the master potter. He'll make you into whatever he designs you to be because the only way you could be a masterpiece is when the master has full control. When your will dies in his, then you are putty. Can you lift your hands online? Write this in the chat. Lord, make me putty in your hands. Uh, until until the only opinion I have is your opinion until until my will is your will and your will is my will make me put it in your hands if you want me to live on, on, on this street I'll live on this street if you want me to work on this job I'll work on this job if you want me to have these children I'll have these children I am what God says I am I don't know who need to hear that but I would need to announce that in your life come on somebody say it with me say I am what God says I am come on say nothing more and nothing less shout it loud y'all I am what God says I am I'm putty in the hands of the potter when Jeremiah looked through the window he saw the potter he saw the putty but number three principle he saw a process Because the putty doesn't just become a pot or a cup because it wants to. This is not wishful thinking. The problem with the book y'all read called The Secret, uh-oh, is that The Secret suggests to you if you think it, it'll happen. You got to do more than thinking for something to happen. You got to do something with your hands. You've got to do something with your body. It starts with how you think. But you got to move from the thought world to the physical world. Come on here. I prophesied to 25 folks that were shot at me that 2021 shall be the year when God moves your dream from your head to your hand. I prophesy that he moves your vision from your head to your hand. Somebody shout, everything in my life is about to shift from my head to my hand. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. My dreams about to come reality because it's gonna shift from my head to my hand. I saw it in my dream world. I saw it in my thought world, but it's about to manifest in my hand because you're gonna have to do something. 
And what the potter did to the putty was he took it through a process. Everybody say process. It's going to have to go through a process that says you have to endure a season of creation. It's process. Nothing has any value, Deacon Rory, if it's created overnight. It's got to endure a process. Never eat food that's not finished. It's got to be. It's got to be processed. Never wear clothes that's not finished being sewn because if you put it on, it could expose your private parts. Even your clothes must endure process. <laughs> oh God, let me see if they will keep hollering at me. Never marry anybody that's still in the middle of being processed because instead of marrying a man, you'll get you a dog. Instead of getting you a wife, you'll catch a gold digger. Okay, what I'm trying to say is that some people, is this my God, they're still being processed and you're trying to use them while they're in the middle. There's some people, my God help us, there's some people to me come We need to tell them, I'm not ready for that yet. I'm still in the process. You need to tell, I know you want to date me, but if you really want me, catch me in about a year until I endure this process. Because right now, I'm no good for you, and I'm no good for myself. And if I'm no good for myself, then I'm no good for God either. And if I can't be good for God, I certainly can't be good for you. I'm in the middle of a... I'm not finished. I'm not finished. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm not finished. He's not finished with me. 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 Come on here. I want to prophesy to 17 people who will shout at the preacher. In other words, do not let people judge you when they walk in your life in the middle of your process. You don't know where I came from. You don't know what I'm about to become. You're trying to judge me based upon the middle of the story. But baby, you don't know how far he brought me. And you have no idea where he's about to take me. Sometimes we let people judge us and they walk in in the middle of. You ever, you ever watch a movie and you started from the beginning and somebody walked in the middle of the movie and said, what happened? Who that? What they doing? Where they going? Oh, you annoying me. Would you hush and watch the story from the beginning? Because you'll never understand the middle of the story if you didn't catch it from the beginning. You have your own interpretation based upon the middle of the story. You don't know how far he brought me. And you could be extremely wrong for your present perception. The potter took the putty through a process. Can I work the peas today? Somebody holler, I'm in a process. Stop judging your financial status based upon your financial process. Stop judging your mental capacity based upon your emotional process. 
There's some things you have to say you're enduring, but that's not who you are because you're simply in the middle of a process. You left where you were, but on your way to where you're going. I'm in a process. I'm not what I was, but I'm still not what I'm supposed to be. I'm in the middle of a process. Here's what happened, Kahim, in the middle of the process. God examined his masterpiece and noticed, watch this, the fourth P, there's a problem. Which means in the middle of process, you can suffer a problem. Which means just because you're in the master's hand doesn't mean you're exempt from problems. One of the words that's not in my seven principles is perfect. That ain't in there. But one word that is in there very strong, matter of fact, it's in the middle of all the seven principles, is problems. You can be in the hand of the potter and still got problems. But you only recognize the problem when you let the potter examine you. The challenge with some of us, Pastor Moore, is that we refuse to go through examination. We don't want to endure interrogation. We don't want to be checked. We don't want to be looked at. We don't want to be viewed. We're trying to hide under obscurity because that alleviates you of responsibility of getting it together where you got a problem at. And I don't know about anybody else, but I'm singing like the old church used to sing. Shine the light of heaven on my soul. If you find anything that shouldn't be, take it out and strengthen me because I got problems. It's a quiet church in here, but I need somebody to holler, holler at your boy and say, I got some problems. I got some problems. I'm in his hand, but I got some problems. I'm on the wheel, but I got problems. Come on, don't look at me like you have never sinned before, like you've been perfect since you came out of your mother's womb. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We all have. We're marred. We messed up. We think crazy. We talk crazy. We, out of, we off kilter and out of whack. We got problems. We got problems. We got problems. We got 99 problems. We got problems. We got, we got problems, y'all. We got problems. Watch this. You will never be in the hand of the potter if you don't acknowledge your problem. The lack of acknowledgement of problems tells you you don't need the potter. And that's why some people have become their own God. Because they feel like they are unmarred and they have no problems. When you acknowledge that you have problems, you need someone stronger, wiser. You need someone that's more strategic than you are to fix this, change this, help me, deliver me. Because you cannot use the same mind that created the problem to deliver you from the problem. Let me help let me help. I said you can't use the same mind to deliver you from the problem when you use that mind to create the problem. You cannot deliver yourself. You cannot free yourself. You need to go back to the potter and say, I got a... One would think, one would suggest that if this putty has a problem, 
One would think that you would take the putty, throw it away, and get you a new piece. One would think if it's marred, if it's messed up, if it got problems, then it can't be used. God, I don't know who I'm preaching to, but I feel this in my soul. And so you would think that the potter would discard you. You would think that the potter would trash you. He would kick you to the curb and he would throw you away. But I'm glad that the potter's not like people. Uh, I'm so glad that the potter is not like people. Instead of throwing me away, all he does is mash me back up, throw me back on the wheel, and use me all over. I need somebody in this room to shout because he didn't throw you away. Yeah, 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 yeah. I said shout because he didn't throw you away. I said shout because he didn't throw you away. I got problems, but he didn't kick me to the curb. I got problems, but he didn't throw me away. I got problems, but the potter. The potter took the putty through a process and discovered a problem. But the reason why he didn't throw the putty in the garbage is because the potter didn't see a problem. Here go my next principle. The potter saw a purpose. Can I preach the 17 folks that will holler back at your boy? The reason why God didn't throw you away because he says even though you got problems I designed you with purpose. There's purpose in you. So instead of discarding you I'll put you back on my wheel and press on you some more. Somebody holler there's purpose in me. The reason why the liquor didn't kill you there's purpose in you. The car accident didn't kill you. There's purpose in you. The family didn't kill you. There's purpose in you. You didn't kill yourself because there is somebody holla. I got purpose. I got purpose. I didn't die because I got purpose. Something's designed for me. I'm designed to do something in God. I've got purpose. Walk around this church. Walk around your living room and shout. I got purpose. I got purpose. He saw the best in me when everyone else saw the worst in me. He saw me with. He saw. I ain't got time to do it. Somebody shout. He saw purpose. He saw. your finger at your neighbor and say you cannot die you must live and declare the good works of the Lord there's purpose in you there's purpose in you with your problems with your issues with your hang-ups there is who am I preaching to who am I young lady young man there is purpose I don't care who your daddy was I don't care who your mama was I don't care where you grew up you're on the potter's wheel. There is somebody holler purpose. Say purpose. Purpose. Ah, I got purpose. Watch this. 
Watch this. Somebody say a purpose. Watch this. The potter had the putty in the process, but, but discovered a problem. But he didn't trash it because he said I could still use it. I don't know who this is for, but the Lord told me to tell you, you are not damaged goods. I said, I need you to praise him right there. Because the Lord told me to tell you, you're not damaged goods. I don't care how many relationships you've been in, you still could be a wife. I don't care how many babies you got, you still could be a father. I don't care how many times you mismanage your money, you can still be a millionaire. There is purpose in you. There is purpose in you. I don't care if you got a record. I don't care if you've been to prison. I don't care if you've been to jail. I don't care if you smoked a blunt, drunk that Hennessy. It doesn't matter what you have done. You have. God! Somebody holler, I got purpose. There's purpose in me. There's purpose in me. There's purpose in me. I messed up more times than I can remember, but there's I'm not a mistake. I'm not an accident. Your mama may want to abort you. Your daddy didn't want you, but you had to be here because you have I'm not an accident. I'm not a second thought. I'm here on purpose. I need you to slap somebody high five and say you're here on purpose. Then live on purpose. Prosper on purpose. Be blessed on purpose. Shout on purpose. Praise on purpose. Worship on purpose. Live out your purpose. Live out your Live on purpose. Live on purpose. Live on purpose. Come on. Live on purpose. Say it again. Live on. Say it again. Live on purpose. Say it again, y'all. Live on. Say it again, y'all. Live on purpose. Say it again. Live on. One more time. Live on. Now shout in this house. That father of a hosaba, the teller of Andia of a higher. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. My God, my God, my God, my God. Purpose is in me. Purpose is in me. Purpose is in me. Somebody shout purpose. Because, because, because the putty has purpose, the potter said I ain't finished two more principles I'm through I gotta go I'm done 
So he puts it back on the wheel. Sister Edna Massey, and he, he presses on it, mashes it, shapes it, until it looks like what he wants to, to look like. Mary Brooks, we ought not to ever get mad when he put us back on the wheel. I, I don't know who this is for, but if you jumped off the wagon, get back on the wheel. I said, I don't know who I'm talking to, but if you jumped off the wagon, get back on the wheel. Thank God for a second chance. I said, thank God for a second chance. He gave me another chance. Lord, you gave me one more chance. Thank God for grace and mercy. Your grace and mercy saw me through. I'm living this moment because of you. I want to thank him and bless him too. Your grace and mercy. Watch this. I thought you were better than that. No, honey, I'm back on the wheel. I thought, I thought you was an elder in the church. No, baby, I'm back on the wheel. I, I, thought, I thought you had a title. Don't you wear a collar for communion? No, sweetheart, I'm back on the... I'm back on the wheel. I'm back on the seat. You, what you saw is you saw my problem. You didn't know I had purpose. Somebody holler, I'm back on the wheel. I'm back on the wheel. And I go through a purpose. I go through a process... Two more. Y'all gonna let me finish preaching or what? And once he finally finishes it, you would think that it's done. Once he finished forming it, you think, okay, I call it quits. I'm good. I'm done. Somebody say, you ain't done yet. What you have to do is you have to take that wet clay, that wet putty, and let it dry out. And then you have to put it in a killing, which is a real hot oven that ceramics get put in. In other words, this is the process. Y'all ready for my, one, my sixth element? This is the process where the putty gets purified. You can be formed and not be pure. We have mistaken formity for purity. But you can have a form of godliness. But deny the power thereof. And some people, Shaphan, have been fooled by their form. But God said, I'm not finished because you got to go and be purified. Somebody shall purified. That means after your form, he's got to eliminate in your life those things that contaminate you what the kelp does the kennel does is it pulls out of the putty the ingredients that made the mar in the first place the things that caused the crack the things that started the problem was because you were never purified so let me help about 25 of you that right now 
that's feeling alone and by yourself. I rebuke the spirit of depression, abandonment, and rejection off of you. What God is doing in your life is he's eliminating the contaminants and he's purifying your life by bringing it to the simplest form. What the kiln does is it dries out the clay and it pulls out all the impurities to make it hard and strong. Hey, 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 hey. I said he's eliminating things to make you strong because you can't be used until you're stronger. You are too impressionable for him to use you. You still care about other people's opinion for him to use you. If you want him to use you, you've got to be made stronger. And the only way that can happen is he got to get it hot in here. He's got to turn up the fire. He's got to warm up your environment and your atmosphere. He's making you strong. Look at your neighbor and say, he's making you stronger. He's making you strong. He's trying to see how you're going to act when your best friend walk out on you and leaves you. He's making you stronger. When you thought they would be here through the thick and the thin, and when the trouble got thick, they got thin, he says, I'm making you stronger. By letting people close to you betray you, he said, I'm making you stronger. Sometimes God makes you stronger by pulling people out of your life. He wants to see, will you trust them or will you trust me? Somebody say purified. John, John the revelator got the revelation on the island of Patmos. He was exiled. He was isolated. He was by himself. Which means that revelation don't come till isolation. Somebody missed what I said. I said revelation doesn't come till isolation. The problem with some of us is you got too many people around. That's why you can't hear God. You got too many people in your ear and your spirit. That's why you need to find some time by yourself. And the Lord said, if you don't do it, I'll put your life in the kennel. And I will purify you by eliminating who you do not need. He dries you out. Which means he pulls the tears out of your tear duct. He's making you strong and says, this season you ain't going to cry because I'm making you stronger. This ain't your weeping season. This is your strong season. Are y'all hearing me what I'm saying to you? I said, this ain't your crying season. They done messed you up. They done jacked you up. But look at your neighbor and said, I done cried enough. Tell them weeping may endure for a night, but joy will come in the morning. I need somebody to shout my crying season is over, baby. I cried over that before I'm through with crying over that. Can I prophesy the 17th folks that will holler at me? God said, you cried your last tear in 2020. You cried your last tear last week. You're not going to cry over the same stuff you cried over 2020 any longer somebody shout purified purified it dries it out it makes it hard it makes it strong it makes clay ceramic it makes putty porcelain Because now it's ready for the final stage. Step number seven. Jeremiah looked in the window and he saw seven things that I'm observing today, Pastor Moore. He saw the potter. 
saw the putty. He saw the process. He even saw the problem. He saw the purpose. And he saw it being purified. But when the potter pulled it out of the kennel, he saw a pot. The final stage for putty is a pot. A pot is a vessel that's ready to be used. You don't drink coffee or tea from a loose cup. It's got to be strong to handle the heat and the temperature of what you put inside of it. It's got to have a strong handle so you can lift it. God said this year, 2021, that he's calling for disciples who's willing to be pots. <laughs> he's looking for something to use. He's looking for something that he can distribute. He's not looking for you to be pretty on the shelf. He's looking for pots. Uh, I don't know how many worshipers I got in here, but God said, I'm not looking for pretty. I'm looking for a pot. I said, stop smoking pot and become a pot. I don't know who this is for, but the Lord says today, I want some pots. I want some pots that I could fill up, that I could pour into, that I could utilize, that I could strengthen, that I can distribute to the world. I need you to lift your hands in the next couple of moments and say, Lord, I'm available to be a vessel. I'm available to be a pot. I'm available to be used by you. Open up your mouth and say, Lord, make me a masterpiece. Make me a masterpiece. Make me a masterpiece. Make me a masterpiece. Come on, open your mouth. Come on online. Shout to God and say, Lord, I'm putting in your hands. Make me a masterpiece. Open your mouth. Make yourself available. Make yourself available. Make yourself available to him. I want to be a masterpiece. I want to be a masterpiece. I want to be a designer's original. I am what God says I am. Hey, come on, worship him online. Worship him online. Open those mouths. Open those mouths. Shout to your God. I don't care where you've been. I don't care where you're going. What's coming is better than what's been. You're on your way to greatness. Because you're in the potter's hand. I need you to worship him. Open your mouth. Show me the masterpiece. Look at the masterpiece. Look at the masterpiece. He's doing a new thing. He's doing a new thing. He's designing. He's forming. He's shaping. 
He's making us disciples. Lord, make me a disciple. If it's the last thing I do, make me a disciple. I'm yours. I'm yours. Yeah, I'm yours, Lord. Try me now and see. See if I can be completely yours. Lift those hands. Come on, lift those hands all over this room. That's it. He's forming. He's shaping. Yeah. He's designing something. He's designing something. Oh, I'm available, I'm available, I'm available, I'm available, I'm available. Come on, say it. I'm available, I'm available, I'm available, I'm available. Yeah. Something's happening. Something's happening, y'all. Something's occurring here. Something's being formed and shaped. You're being transformed and renewed. Hey, hey, some great things are occurring right now. Some great things are happening in your heart and in your spirit. Come on. Yeah, 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 yeah. What will he create me to be? What will he create me to be? What will he design me to be? He's trying to get me to be a pot. He's trying to get me to be a pot. He's trying to get me to be a pot. He's trying to get me to be a vessel. A vessel of honor. A vessel of honor. A vessel of glory. Right there. Lift your hand. Yeah, 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 right there. Come on, come on, come on. Hey, lift your hands. Would you open your mouth? Would you give them glory? Oh, yes, sir. I feel a breakthrough. I said I feel a breakthrough in here. I feel deliverance in the room. Oh, oh. you worthy. He worthy. Hey, hey, yes, sir. Lata, Oba, Gira, Chata. I hear the Lord says that out of your belly shall flow rivers of living waters. He said, I'm pressing on you, I'm pushing on you. I'm processing you. I'm pressing you. I'm pushing you. I'm processing you. I'm pressing you. I'm pushing you. I'm processing you. I'm pressing you. I'm pushing you. I'm processing you. He said, I'm pressing you. I'm pushing you. I'm processing you. Yes. 
Yes! Process! 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 Aya! Process! Aya! Process! Oh, I'm pressing! I'm pushing! I'm pressing! I'm pulling! I'm pressing! I'm pushing! I'm pressing! I'm pulling! I'm processing! I'm processing you! I'm processing you! I wish somebody would worship! I wish somebody would praise! Open up your mouth! Hey! I'm pressing, I'm pushing, I'm pulling, processing you. Lord, make me a masterpiece. Yeah! Lord, make me a masterpiece. I wish you would say it out of your mouth. Lord, make me a masterpiece. My son, I got a behold. Better than Van Gogh. Better than Michelangelo. Better than Leonardo. Better than any artist. Make me a masterpiece. Make me a masterpiece. Yeah, yeah. Oba Shataya. Make me a masterpiece. Yeah, 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 yeah. Make me a masterpiece. I feel the Holy Ghost. A masterpiece. Stretch up your hands as high as you can. Right there in your living room. A masterpiece. Roba. Yata. Make me a masterpiece. I'm in the master's hand to be a masterpiece. Make me a masterpiece. Come on, come on. Make me a masterpiece. Make me a masterpiece. I need to hear y'all. Make me a masterpiece. Designers original. Make me a masterpiece. Make me a masterpiece. Hey, hey, hey. Make me a masterpiece. Hey, make me a masterpiece. Lift your voice and say, Yeah. 
Worship right here. designer's original now I need you to proclaim it in the affirmative and we get ready to go home I want you to say I am a masterpiece one more time I want you to proclaim it in the affirmative and say I am a masterpiece 
I am in the hands of the master and he's designing, forming, processing me. Here's one scripture that I leave with you. And I'm through. How? I feel the glory of God. And I leave you today with this one word. Psalm 139, 14. Psalm 139, 14 says, I will praise thee. Stay right there. For I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works. And that my soul knoweth right well. Psalm 139, 14. I want to speak this prophetically in your spirit. Repeat after me. I will praise thee. For I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works. And that my soul knoweth right well. God don't make no junk. God doesn't make mistakes. I'm not an accident or a second thought. Somebody say it again. I will praise thee. For I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I am a masterpiece. Online. In this room. You don't know the Lord. You on that wheel. But you don't know what he's making you. You feel him pressing you. But you don't know what the outcome is going to be. I'm here to tell you. He's making you a masterpiece. But today. If you're not on the wheel. You can jump on. How do you do that? Confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus. And believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead. And you, I don't care about your past, I don't care what you did. I don't care about your record. Who cares? If you confess your mouth that Jesus is Lord, you, even you, shall be saved. I don't care how young you are, how old you are, how much money you have, who cares? The color of your skin doesn't even matter. Your history, your genealogy. God is not intimidated by your problems. Today you can be saved. How do I do that? Just confess and believe. Confess it with your mouth. Believe it in your heart. That's it. It's really simple. It's really simple. He's making you a masterpiece. But if your life feels like a blank canvas, it's because you need an artist. If you feel like a lump of clay, it's because you need a potter. You need someone to do something with you. Confess and believe. Today, if that's you, I want you to put in the comments, I want to be saved. If you're here in this room and you want to be saved, just raise your right hand right where you are. I want to be saved. I want that. I want peace and joy eternally. I want... I want, I want the love of God. I want to live in him, with him, by him, through him. I want to live for him. If you're in the sanctuary, raise your hand. They're raising their hands. Somebody on this line. If that's you, I want you to repeat this prayer after me. 
If you're in this room, I want you to repeat this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my life. Change me and transform me. Draw on me. Mold me. Make me a masterpiece. I confess with my mouth that Jesus is Lord. I believe in my heart that he died and he rose again. And now I'm no longer my own. I don't belong to the world. I'm yours, Lord. Use me as you please. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for saving me. Come on, clap your hands, everybody in this room. Somebody just got, hey, make me a masterpiece. If you said that prayer for the first time and you meant it from the bottom of your heart, this is what I want you to do. I want you to take your cell phone and I want you to text the word saved, S-A-V-E-D, to the number 40691. Text the word saved to 40691. I want to be a masterpiece. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Somebody throw your hands up and say, Make me a masterpiece. Hey. Do something with that. My God, go ahead. Make me a masterpiece. Oh, my Lord. I want you to text the word SAVE to the number 40691. We want to follow you along on this journey. We want, you to, we want to help you. We want to show you what to do with a masterpiece. Come on, you don't, you don't hang a masterpiece just in the bathroom anywhere. You display it for use. You're here to be used. You're here to be used. I hope you enjoyed the podcast today. If you did, I would love for you to do two things. One, subscribe to our show so you can receive notification of our most recent messages. Also, if this message has impacted you, you can click the link in the description and you can give now. We'll connect with you next time on Crown Ministries Podcast.